Yeah, we agree on that. Out of the wilderness. <laughs> so, if I ask you, how are you? Are you going to be honest? Yes. <laughs> how are you? Good. Good. It's all good. All good. No, I, I, I want to share something with you this morning. And I, I'm, I'm believing it's going to be a blessing because it's been a blessing for me. And out of all my readings and studies and the classes that I'm teaching and this that I'm taking, you know, this came, became real to me this week and it's Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Who was that? <laughs> I think that we, we're living very difficult days. And there's so much going on. And I, I, I feel like a lot of times just going like, oh my God, how do I pray about this? And how do I think about this? And then I, well, I did that this weekend. It was interesting. I said, okay, we're going to talk here. And I said, why are you allowing this? Why are you doing this? And he actually talked to me. You know, and part of the most important thing about prayer is when we are done. And then we let him speak to us. And then we let him give us his burden and let him speak to us. You know, the opposite of this is in Matthew 23, I'm not, not going to read the whole thing, but you can go from verse 1 to 12. And Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach, they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. I think a lot of times we get tired and we keep trying in our own religious efforts and then we, we, we burn out. All of our efforts as humans to, you know, look at like we're singing and praying for America this morning. You know, we do not, like Romans 8 talks about, we do not even know how to pray. But he gave us the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. So it's almost like you just have to kind of say, I cannot do this. I cannot change myself. I do not even know where to start changing myself. Most of the times, probably, you're going to try to change something that 
It doesn't need to be changed. Who wants to change? We all want to change. But do you know if God wants you to change? If he wants you to change, he will take care of it. He created you the way you are. And he has placed each one of us in our circumstances according to his will. What if I'm trying to change myself and putting this heavy burden on me? And God is saying, hey, relax. Just be you. Why don't you let me carry this heavy burden of yours? And actually, I already did. I did everything this week. Why don't we just, instead of like bombarding heavens with our prayers and our concerns, we just say, hey, why don't you tell me what you love about me? Why don't you tell me what you're doing in all of this? I'm going to read a couple of things from this book, but look at, listen to this. The gospel declares that no matter how dutiful or prayerful we are, we cannot save ourselves. What Jesus did is sufficient. I, I hope this will lighten the burden. L listen to this. This is by Brennan Manning called the Ragamuffin Gospel. Then he's saying prayer is another area that many struggle with because they aren't aware that in the freedom of the Spirit there are as many ways of praying as there are individual believers. Have you ever wondered, I don't know how to pray, I know it seems like my prayers go like, <laughs> they don't go anywhere. Am I the only one? No, right? There are as many ways of praying as there are individual believers. The cardinal rule in prayer remains the dictum of Don Chapman. Pray as you can. Don't pray as you can't. Last week, the discipline that we were studying in this class was prayer. And of course, when you read those chapters about prayer, you go like, oh my God, I will never be able to pray like this. So I found this and I, I posted it for my class. And this one student said, I needed to hear that. And maybe you guys need to hear this also. Listen to this. Let us suppose you give your three-year-old daughter a coloring book and a box of crayons for her birthday. The following day, with the proud smile only a little one can muster, she presents her first pictures for inspection. She has colored the sun black, the grass purple, and the sky green. In the lower right-hand corner, she has added woozy wonders of floating slabs of hovering rings. On the left, a panoply of colorful, carefree squiggles. You marvel at her bold strokes and intuit that her psyche is railing against its own cosmic 
puniness in the face of a big, ugly world. Later, at the office, you share with your staff your daughter's first artistic effort. And you make veiled references to the early work of Van Gogh. Are you guys picturing this? Grandparents, parents here, when your child did those, you know, drawings and you were, wow. You know, you, I mean, we had like a coffee mug of some of the drawings because like, wow, this is so cool. And maybe now my daughter will look at that. Who did that? Because she can draw so much better now. But at the stage that she was, that was beautiful. A little child cannot do a bad coloring. Nor can a child of God do bad prayer. Isn't that awesome? Don't put a heavy burden on you. Pray as you can. Worship as you can. Give thanks as you can. Don't try to be something that you are not. Because he loves you the way you are at the point that you are right now. Then he continues, A father is delighted when his little one, leaving off her toys and friends, runs to him and climbs into his arms. As he holds his little one close to him, he cares little whether the child is looking around, her attention splitting from one thing to the other, or just selling down to sleep. Essentially, the child is choosing to be with her father. That's what matters. All, the only thing that matters is that you want to be with him. Confident of the love, the care, the security that is hers in those arms. Our prayer is much like that. We settle down in the Father's arms, in his loving hands. Our mind, our thoughts, our imagination may flit about here and there. We might even fall asleep. Have you ever, oh, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to meditate. And then then you feel condemned. Oh, I'm such a bad at this. I I don't do, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And the father is just holding you there. Yeah, why don't you sleep now? Let me take care of you. You know, he gives to his beloved ones while they sleep. There's nothing wrong. And you start to pray and wait on the Lord and fall asleep. But then we put that burden. I'm tired of carrying my own burden. But essentially, we are choosing for this time to remain intimately with our Father, giving ourselves to Him, receiving His love and care, letting Him enjoy us as He will. It is a very simple prayer. It is a very childlike prayer. It is prayer that opens us out to all the delights of the kingdom. Jesus' tenderness is not in any way determined by how we pray or what we are or do. 
Take a deep breath and take that one. Jesus' tenderness is not in any way determined by how we pray or what we are or do. In order to free us for compassion toward others, Jesus calls us to accept his compassion in our own lives. To become gentle, caring, compassionate, and forgiving toward others in our failure and need. I'm sorry, I'm going to read this again. Jesus calls us to accept his compassion in our own lives. In your own life, put the burden down and accept his compassion. To become gentle, caring, compassionate, and forgiving toward ourselves in our failure and need. Can you handle one more page? <laughs> I bless this for us. I want, I, I, this may be something you're going to do this week. But take some time and just like say, Lord, I want to go back to what you said in Matthew 11, and I want to carry your burden, not mine. The burden of changing myself, the burden of changing this world, the bur burden of changing others, saving the world, saving the whales, <laughs> you know, vaccine or no vaccine, I don't know. I'm going to carry your burden. And I'm going to leave this outside of the door. The gospel declares that no matter how dutiful or pray prayerful we are, we cannot save ourselves. What Jesus did was and is sufficient. Now this is very good. I love it. To the extent that we are self-made saints, like the Pharisees, or neutral like Pilate, never t making the leaping trust, we let the prostitutes and publicans go first into the kingdom, while we, in Flannery O'Connor's unforgettable image, are in the background having our alleged virtue burnt out of us. The hookers and swindlers enter before us because they know they cannot save themselves. That they cannot make themselves presentable or lovable. They risked everything on Jesus and knowing they, knowing they didn't have it all together, were not too proud to accept the handout of amazing grace. I was praying this week. And I, I was asking the Lord, Lord, why are you allowing everything that's going on in the world right now? Almost half a million people just in the U.S. And so many more in the world. So much division. He pointed me to a passage that says, I'm going to teach men that they will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Okay. 
They risked everything on Jesus, and knowing they did not have it all together, were not too proud to accept the handout of amazing grace. That's what I want to do. I want to hand accept. I want to quit striving, struggling, and accept. Maybe this is the heart of our hang-up, the root of our dilemma. We fluctuate between castigating ourselves and congratulating ourselves because we are deluded into thinking we save ourselves. We develop a false sense of security from our good works and the scrupulous observance of the law. Our halo gets too tight in a carefully disguised attitude of moral superiority results. We think, you know, our halo gets too tight and compresses your brain a little bit. And then you think that you're better than anybody and it's because of what you did. Or we are appalled by our inconsistency, devastated by that was stated that we haven't lived up to the lofty expectations of ourselves. The roller coaster ride of elation and depression continues. Why? Because we never lay hold of our nothingness before God. And consequently, we never enter into the deepest reality of our relationship with Him. But when we accept ownership of our powerlessness and helplessness, when we acknowledge that we are paupers at the door of God's mercy, then God can make something beautiful out of us. We know one thing. The world needs more of God. But if we are too proud and arrogant in ourselves, we're not open to receive more of God. And we're going to continue to try to do it in ourselves. And I don't know if God is going to be doing with us like he did with Israel in the wilderness, humbling them. Say, hey, you're going to learn that your very life and existence is because of me. I give you bread from heaven. I give you water from the rock. I gave you the life that you have. This is from another book called The Mediation of Christ. And he says, We do not come before God then worshiping Him and praying to Him in our own name or in our own significance, but in the name and significance of Jesus Christ alone. For worship and prayer are not ways in which we express ourselves but ways in which we hold up before the Father, His beloved Son, take refuge in His atoning sacrifice, and make that our plea. The whole mystery that Paul talks about, about the coming of Jesus as the Messiah, is that we would never be able to bridge this gap. And we talked about that a, a little last Sunday. You know, we would not, never, because we would try to make a name for ourselves. Look what we did. 
And uh, until I continue to think that it is by anything that I've done, I think I'm going to continue to carry this burden and think that I have to carry the world in my back. And he's saying, no, I did everything already. Just accept. Accept my love for you. So this week, we say, Lord, speak to us. Speak to me about your love for me in all my circumstances. My good days and bad days. The easy and the hardest. <laughs> because in all of that, he was always caring his people, Israel, Abraham, everyone. And we read, I mean, we didn't read, but Hebrews 11 talks about all of them. Most of them. And then he continues saying, now, without you, they cannot be made perfect. I bless this for us as an experience of letting go of our burdens. Yeah, he wants us to pray. He wants us to intercede. He wants us to worship. Of course. But we, he also wants us to know that it's already done. And when we come and we worship, we're not alone. Love you all. Be blessed this week. You know, something is changing. And I think that the main thing that is going to change is when we continue to open up to what he has already done. You know, we talk about the a false image of God. If he's trying to get us to know him as he is. You know, not as, I mean, so many scriptures that says, stop. Stop your sacrifices. I'm tired. I'm tired of all of this. I just want you guys to love one another. Love me and love one another. Be nice. Be kind. You know, and that, isn't that what the world needs right now? If we would just love the Lord our God and love one another, we would not need being the mess that we are right now. But we can start doing that in ourselves. Not carrying this heavy burden, trying to change ourselves and not accepting ourselves. But knowing that He's looking at us like, yes, I take your prayers. I take your worship. I take your thoughts, your questions, and I, I value them. Feel valued this morning, this week, where you are. You know, if we're here, he has a plan for us. He has a plan for each one of us. And his plan is, he's looking for this relationship. It's like the, the Father's delight <laughs> to have you just crawl up to his lap and to be with him without having to do anything. We bless this. You know, it's like, right? And, and the Lord, as an Abba, as a Father, He knows us. He knows each one of us here. And He knows, you know, what we need. 
even before we pray, even before we ask, but why is it that he wants us to pray and ask? Because he wants us to return to him. It says, if anybody lacks wisdom, ask. And I'm not, not going to put you down. Of course he knows how much we lack in so many areas. But he's not like, oh, by this time you should do this and you should know better. No, he's just come. You know, just come. It's like, like the, the, the younger brother. Maybe I will, my father will accept me as a, a slave. <laughs> and the father saying, no way. There are no slaves in my house. They're all sons and daughters. You know, it doesn't matter how much you messed up. All you need to do is just come back. You know, and I bless that for us. You know, I, I want to get rid of that feeling that it's never enough. Do you still have that? I still have that. You know, I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing this enough. I'm not, you know, and that was kind of what this student wrote back to me. He said, thank you. I really needed that because I feel bad about my prayer life. I feel bad about my, my fasting life. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we, we think that we're going to do it when he is uh, I already did it. Why don't you drop your burden and pick up mine? Mine is already easy with all the answers, with everything. All the provisions ready for you. If we could just get that this week. You know, but take some time and say, Lord, speak to me. You know, and God says, I know all of that. But can I, I just whisper to your ear now how I feel about you. And a lot of times we don't give him time to do that for us. Because we're so busy asking him so many things. And what about this? And the other person, that person needs to change. And, so, and God's going like, yeah, but first let me love you. 